0: Welcome to This is Life! Hello everybody, it's Friday! Woo! It is another wonderful day for you and for me. We're here. We are six feet above ground. We are living, walking, breathing, experiencing life and all that God has given us and our families and friends. I hope that no matter what and where you are doing, uh, you are blessed. And even though the world may be crashing upon you, I hope that you can able to find at least something that you can smile about to keep your eyes eyes and your heart on and just keep pressing forward. You know, that's one thing that God's given us as persons. Perseverance, and I'm just so thankful that they, for that perseverance, for that motivation, that even then when life does hit us, man, we are just ready to keep on moving, going forward, and not giving up, and never give up. That's that's definitely key. Uh, and or otherwise, maybe things are going well and, and swimmingly. Then then praise God. I, whatever your status is going on in life, I pray that it's definitely you're able to just take the day by the by the horns and just make the best of it. Uh, so uh, you know, I got really excited the other day i saw uh, i think it was a news article or somebody had mentioned it on the local news that we are only one month away from spring and let me tell you i don't know about you but i am ready for it i am constantly in living in denial that i live in a cold climate and i understand people get mad uh when people complain about the cold when it's between November and February because it's winter. And I get it. I understand it's winter. It's supposed to be cold. We're not you know, it would be something wrong if we were experiencing sixty degrees in Kansas every single day, uh and in, in during the, the winter months. I get it. I see I know it's necessary, I know the snow is necessary, I know that there'd be alarming if we didn't. That doesn't mean that I have to like it anymore. Um You know, people say, well, you can just move somewhere. Well, you know what? I happen to like where I live more than I hate snow, if that makes sense. So, you know, uh, I I, decide, but that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, complain to friends and family and just be like, I can't wait till spring is here. And uh, so now that I found out that spring is not a month away, that, you know, the, the, the soon the leaves will be back on the trees where they belong. And I, I live on a lake. I can actually go to the lake and enjoy it rather than just seeing it being frozen over. Uh, you know, we can go out and have a barbecue or grill out or just sit by, you know, sit by the fire in the evenings with friends. I mean, just all the things we can go camping, whatever we can do in the summertime months that we can't do. And of course, on top of that, I don't know about you, but man, in my house, it's been a rotating, a virus factory of some sort, you know, we got to get or viruses or infections. I mean, it's just, just constantly going around. And my wife's a teacher at a preschool, right? So uh, those are germ, talk about germ factories, man. Uh, you know, I never, I never really ever got sick. I never really got sick, you know, until I had a child. And, and I know that sounds weird, but it really it truly is. I mean, I was even, even in school growing up, um, I was the kid that never had to, call in a day off school because I just never got sick. Um, My mom, you know, uh, she would even every now and again during, you know, once or twice throughout the year was really, was a big blessing. She'd be like, hey, do you just want to like call off school today? I'll call you in because I just never got to, I never was called off school. It's like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, however, when I had a child and that child, you know, is introduced into, you know, the world, of course you have to, and, you know, make sure they go to the doctor and you, you protect them best you can and everything else and their immune systems getting built up. But of course you're going to have, you know, th- some sicknesses come into your house that you didn't have before, you know, with kids, kids just get sick easy. I mean, that's just the way of the life and way of the world. And it's amazing that <laughs> civilization has lasted this long, you know, cause I'm like, man, what did, what did people do before modern medicine? And I mean, I guess Rachel's like my wife, she's like, well, they, they died. They didn't survive. Only the strong and the few. And man, so, uh, you know, what a blessing in time to be alive today where we can go to the doctor when we need to, where we can get medicine and even over the counter medicine, you know, to help us kind of get through some of these ailments. And of course, my daughter when she started going to school, uh, in the preschool in the germ factory, you know, bringing home, I'm like, man, kid sicknesses are like way worse than anything I'd ever had before. Uh, In fact, it was it was really crazy. I know that uh, the first time, first and only time I've ever had the flu, and I don't I don't blame my daughter for this one. I think it just happened to be just a I don't know. I have no idea how I got it. uh, But it was within the first six weeks of my daughter being. On this earth, uh, I got the flu, and I remember thinking first it was just a kind of a cold, and then it wasn't going away, and I started getting the chills and the fever and the coughs. And I'm pretty stubborn when it comes to going or not going to the doctor. Uh, and it, my wife basically put the guilt trip on me, like, "Listen, we have a, a new boy, a new baby in this house. You going to the doctor?" And, of course, that was definitely enough guilt for me to be like, okay, you're right, I need to go to the doctor, you know, just in case it is something bad, you know, we can prepare and protect Aislinn, our daughter. And so sure enough I went to the doctor. They did whatever doctors do to give me a test. Came back and said I had like influenza B, I think it was. Uh but they as uh, so soon as I told them that I had a new baby at the house, they're like, "No, no, 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 don't touch the baby, don't kiss the baby, don't do nothing. Uh you, you know, here take this, you know, prescription for your wife. She needs to, you know, have a preventative measure to make sure she doesn't get the flu. You know, you got to really protect that child." And so I was serious about it. So for about 3 days uh, I was quarantined into the guest room. Uh, and I would say quarantined. I mean, literally quarantined. I mean, I couldn't see my wife. I couldn't see my daughter until I got better. And it was really, really tough because this was when my daughter was, you know, a newborn, right? And anyone who's, anyone who's ever had a newborn know that they don't sleep on the regular. You know, they haven't learned to, you know, they, they need to be fed every three to four hours. Uh, there's, I mean, just a constant continual care. And, and that's really stressful for somebody, especially like my wife, who is a first-time mother, you know, you know, and uh, I was a first time father and this, is the, you know, it's like, how do you, you know, trying to, you know, and so I told her I'll take care of myself, you know, I'll do it. I'll take care of even my, my dogs or whatever, my dog. I, you know, I think the one time my wife, uh, I'm like literally shivering in the bed. And, uh, it was nighttime and I'm over there just, you know, in pain and suffering and coughing and favoring and everything else. And she's like, Sean, I'm sorry. I hate to ask this, but somebody, you know, we need to go walk. Somebody needs to go walk Bella and I have the baby. And Bella's our bulldog at the time. The one who recently passed away. And I was like, okay and so i had to eagerly walk out you know but that was my job i promised to do it uh and you know take her outside in the cold it was in february and uh anyway did finally get over that, and, you know, but it really taught me a lot. It really taught me about just, uh, you know, now that there's a new life in li- in our world that, you know, we have to do everything we can to be a protector of her. And, uh, you know, when we do get sick now, it, it's not something that I can just take for granted. I can't just be like, oh, I'll just eventually get over it. Not something that I have to, you know, make sure that I am responsible to go to the doctor to get checked out. Unfortunately, this last time, I did and followed follow my own advice. And I went almost two months with a cough. And finally I, I went, to, we went on a vacation and I was even just still miserable. I mean, even on, in a, in a cruise ship, on a cruise ship in the middle of the, of the Bahamas, I'm still just miserable coughing. And, and it was like, I wasn't like, you know, heaving or nothing, but I mean, you know, with the occasional cough and, you know, stuffy nose and, you know, whatever, you kind of like you see in a commercial, I just, well, it was me. It just wasn't really happy. You know, you never, no one ever really feels happy when they're not, feeling all hundred percent. And, uh, so finally we got back. I'm like, uh, I, we went to a, me and my buddy went to a basketball game, college basketball game. And, uh, that night was very cold. And as we're walking back to the buses to take us to the parking lot, just that walking bristly in that cold air just, oh, just got straight to my throat. And I was coughing bad, 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 bad. So I was like, no, I'm done. I'm tired of this. I went to the doctor this morning. There, of course, were like, "Why didn't you come sooner?" But hey, I was there. Gave me some medicine. Finally, I'm back to normal. Hot dog, and that's one of the reasons, of course, why I hadn't, I didn't do podcast, you didn't do a podcast episode for like almost two months. It was all the other things that was going on in my life, like we talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but also, just wasn't feeling well. Just, you know, I could barely talk in some cases. But here we are. We're back again, back in the saddle, and I am just so grateful to be able to push the record button and to share a little bit of my life with you. And that's kind of what I wanted. Do today. I, I I realized that, you know, we've had several interviews with other people. In fact, Matt. In fact, Matt's actually going to come in later on today. We're going to be for a future show. Uh, Matt and I. If you remember Matt Quick, he's one. Did one of the first. Uh, my my very first guest, and we had just some fun episodes early on. in the, uh, you know, in the uh, when we first started doing this podcast, uh, he interviewed me for my trip to Canada. Which you haven't heard those. You got to go back. Go back and listen to the episodes called Canada and Vinyl tiles that just, you'll, you'll laugh your, you know, what off, it's just really, really fun time that we had. And it was just the way Matt and I can just talk and relate and just, you know, just share a story is pretty impressive. We it just a lot of fun. We have a really, really good time. So he's going to be in later on and we're going to talk about just kind of what's going on in the world, politics, maybe he's really excited to talk about space. That's his big thing. So I figured, well, you know, I'll talk about anything, you know, and I didn't always have to be about preaching or didn't always have to be about, you know, uh, the, Bible, I mean, this is life is a lot more than just scripture. Now I preach a lot because that's what I know, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I know the scriptures. I know, you know, as far as I've been reading them most of my life and I've been teaching them and preaching them and sharing them with others. So that's what I know the most. However, I'm very open to talk about whatever and however, and whenever on the show, we're not just, you know, we're, we're not just a, a, an episode or a podcast that specifically has one genre of, of, subject to talk about. I want to talk about literally everything. And I think that you guys appreciate and want that as well. You don't want to just hear me preaching every single week. You know, I get that. Sorry. I just dropped my phone anyway. Um, okay. So what I thought would be kind of fun today would be to give you guys just a little bit of insight about me. Uh, you know, I think that, um, You hear my voice. You've heard me preach. You've kind of heard some stories, some history of my life. I've shared, you know, some, you know, just just, uh, a little bit about myself. But I really have to understand that you guys don't really know who I am. And we'll probably have people come in and interview and talk to me about you know, my life. But I figured, you know, why not just have an episode where I literally just interview myself. And I there's a I found, I, you go to Google, you can find anything. And I was like, I wonder if this even exists. So I went into Google and I typed in random question generator. And sure enough, there is such a website where somebody spent the time to just where you go, you push a button and... a uh, Question pops up and you can answer it. So I figure I would just raw go into this website while I'm recording the show. And for the next, I don't know how I'll do. We'll see how long it goes. Maybe five to 10 episodes, five to 10 questions. If it gets too ridiculous, then we may cut out early. But I think for l- as long as it is interesting, as long as there's something to talk about, uh, why don't I just do a random question generator? And I will ask the question that is, I will read the question that's asked of me and then answer it. And hopefully it is entertaining enough that you will not go on to Joe Rogan or some other podcast. Maybe you might be interested in what we're talking about. So we'll see. So let's have a little bit of fun here. So let's, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there fresh and let's just find out random question generator. Here we go. Which I'm re- I'm reading, literally reading this for the first time as I'm recording, which aspect of your life is going really well right now. And which aspect could you use some help with? Okay. Wow. Let's start with the deep questions. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping they'd be more like, what's your favorite type of drink? Or, you know, if you could travel anywhere, where would you want to go? I mean, those are easy questions. But which aspect of your life is going really well right now? And which aspect could you use some help with? Okay, well, let's just get down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, so let's talk about which uh, aspect of my life is going really well right now. Uh, I know it's cliche. I know it's you know perhaps answer that's kind of boring, uh, but maybe we can kind of spice it up a little bit by expanding on it. But really, if I had to pinpoint and point to, you know, on, a, on, a, on my map of my life of who, who I am, the aspect of my life that I think is going really well right now is just my family, just my wife and my daughter, and just that relationship that I have, my wife and I just being a partners together and raising our daughter. I'm just, I'm really, really pleased with that. I think that. I think raising a child is absolutely one of the most difficult things in life to do, but also one of the most rewarding things in life to do. And I never knew what that was like. And, you know, I've, I'm hinted at talking about, you know, how the struggles that my wife and I through the battles of infertility and then eventually adopting, you know, how that was a a extreme uphill battle for us to even get to the point of having the chance to have a child and then even that chance turning into reality and having a child and then all of a sudden now we're, you know, in our, you know, mid-30s and, you know, we have given this gift of a child, you know, that we are, have literally dedicating ourselves to, 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 to raise and to be, you know, the best parents that we can. How are we going to do that? And, you know, my wife and I, We were married for, so we just celebrated our 18th anniversary. So we were, we'll say married for about a little over 10 years, about 11, 12 years by, by the time our daughter came. And so we had a really, really strong foundation in our marriage. You know, we, uh, we had had a lot of travels. We had had a lot of, you know, we'd we had a house that we had purchased together and we were settled in and waiting for a family to come, you know, we were, uh, had gone through all the, 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 the intense, like I said, battles of, of infertility and just the pain that that was associated with that honestly really, you know, you can either go one or two ways. You can either that pain and that suffering, you can either, be stronger for, or you can be weaker for, you know, you can it's either going to bring you closer together or it's going to tear you apart. And uh, thankfully, God, man, God, thank God thank God so much that our struggles, I believe, brought us closer together, and they strengthened us, and they brought us to be more appreciative of life in general, but also when we were given the gift of a child, that we were um, now just as ready as we could be, but we were prepared you know, together as a, as a husband and wife to now transition into mother and a father. And I'm not saying that we appreciate our kid more than anybody else has a kid. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying for us personally. Personally, we know what it's like to not have a child and to want one so badly that now that we have her, it's like we're doing everything possible to make sure that we are raising her the absolute best possible way. And do we mess up? Yep. Yes, from from day one, I can you know, list several times where I was like that was a dumb dad moment, uh, but you know I, again you learn from those things you'd be better, and you know I'm praying that by the time my daughter turns 18 and is ready to go out into this world, that I will feel free. You know, I mean yes I'm gonna miss her, but you know what I want to be able to have the confidence in myself and trusting myself that I and her and her mother we did every single thing we could possible to give her the most solid foundation to. To go out and be the best human she can be, to be the most loving and kind and compassionate and strong and independent and, you know, full of conviction and full of love of God and, you know, full of of, of desiring to be the best that she can be and, and to go out there and to really make a, a change in the world for better. And that's what I want. I mean, those are just, you know, cliche things to talk about, but it's, it's really you know, that's what every single parent wants. They want their child to be successful and that, that when they are given... To themselves, and they are now responsible to make their own decisions are they going to make more right decisions than bad ones? And even when they make the bad decisions, are they going to own up to it and change it and not do it again? I mean, these things are fundamental in our success in life, and I want to make sure that my daughter, as much as possible as I can as her father, that I can provide that, those tools for her as she's growing up. Even at a young age now, when she's in kindergarten, it doesn't matter. I want her to, to believe in herself that she can overcome any obstacle that's given to her, that she can go out there with work hard, she can work hard, and she can dedicate herself and just overcome those things. That's what I'd say. aspect of my life is just being a co-parent with my wife and just being a, a, a husband to her and a support system and being a great example to my daughter. That's why I really feel that I'm happy with that. Uh, which aspect could you use some help with? Well, okay, let's talk about that for a few moments. Um, I uh, have suffered and struggled. I shouldn't have suffered. That, scratch that. I did not say suffered, okay? I have I get struggled. I think struggled is a good word, uh, with my weight for a very long time. And that's something that I absolutely need to change. We've gone past the want to change. It was a want in my twenties In my forties. It's a need to, uh, and that is something that I could use some, not least some help with, but I'm, I'm going to change, you know, but I'm going to make it an, Im- a difference. You know, I'm too big for, for, for myself, for, for, for my, for my height. I, uh, don't eat correctly, you know, I don't eat necessarily bad, I'm not eating, you know, junk food all the time, or I'm not eating cookies and sweets every single night, and I'm not, you know, um, gorging myself at buffets, but I don't make more, I make more bad decisions of food than good decisions, I'm sedentary more than I am active, you know, so those things uh, coupled with just life and what happens when you get older, just couple into, uh, weight gain, and, um, Praise God, you know, just recently when I went to the doctor, I coupled that with doing some blood work and blood tests, you know, that I was due for, you know, they test, you know, all the whatever variables and things in your blood to make sure that all your cholesterol levels are good and your glucose is good and a myriad of other things to make sure that you are on target the way you're supposed to be. And praise God, all of my number numbers came back normal, but I don't see that as necessarily something that I can just be like, all right, cool. I can just do it and eat and do whatever I want. I see that now as saying, well, you you're good for now. Let's keep it up and make it better next time that has to happen. All right, so that's my... Yeah, okay. Good answer. All right, We'll go to the next question. What riddles do you know? Well, this is going to be a boring answer because I don't know any riddles. Um, now, I will tell you, maybe I'll save this question for Matt later on. Uh, because he knows, he knows riddles. I don't know any riddles. So I guess we're gonna have to go to the next question. I apologize. But again, that's what happens when you read, uh, questions from the cuff here and you just a raw question. What riddles do you know? We went from like a really impactful topic, you know, of what's the, what, you know, what you must, you know, what do you like most about your life? What can you struggle with to, Hey, what riddles do you know? All right. Next question. Who's famous for their talent, but really shouldn't be. Okay. So now we're gonna talk about somebody else who's famous for their talent, but really shouldn't be. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of change this question a little bit because I, about five months ago, I would have had an answer for this and I would have been immediate and I've changed my opinion. Okay. Um, about, I have realized something. I mean, of course you realize a lot as you get older. Um, you know you start to realize the things that you didn't like about older people you kind of understand them when you you know become of a certain age um and I have a huge appreciation for music in general. I mean, it was, no one can, if you were to ask my wife, what's my favorite kind of music? She really couldn't tell you. And I think it's because I'm literally could be listening to R and B one day. I could be listening to, you know, thirties jazz one day. I could be listening to blues, you know, classic blues, like muddy waters and, uh, you know, um, Hall and wolf, you know, I mean, you know, back really old stuff. Or I could be listening to, you know, EDM, or I could be listening to metal or ACDC. You know, I mean, I can listen to praise and worship even. I mean, I, there's my varage of music. The only kind of music I really don't listen to often is just top 40 music, and that's just because you not that hard to hear top 40 music. You turn on the radio and you can hear the today's hits, and that's really the only kind of music I'm not quote-unquote into. Uh, but I realize in saying this that I have had a hard time with a lot of the music that is popular among teenagers today. Uh, in particular, Billie Eilish. Okay, uh, if, I don't really. I am sure most of you know who she is. She's a very, very, very like one of the most popular artists of all time right now. Uh, very. She's like seventeen years old. Just won like a, a five or six Grammys here recently uh, for her first album. I mean, just blowing everything out of the water when she was really unheard of like, like just a little bit over a year ago. All of a sudden, she's like the biggest thing in the world, and as far as her music's concerned, and uh, you know. I would have first said again five six months ago. I'd have been like Billy there's No question. I don't think that her music is any good. I just have a hard time hearing it. a hard time listening to it. I have a hard time understanding why anybody likes it. It sounds like it was done in a garage. Okay. So that, however, is translated now. That when I went to Los Angeles for a convention for people who are video. Well, not just video editors, but if you're a creator of any kind, it was with for Adobe and you know, what I do with the ministry for my dad, that's where I do my Monday through Friday, you know, I earn a living, it's what it was I'm the operations manager for my dad's Bible prophecy ministry. And one of the major things that I do is the creative work, video editing, graphic design, um, Photoshop. I mean, uh, all of the anything that requires any kind of digital creation, uh, audio, video, uh, graphics, that that's what I do. So I go to this convention once a year and have for the last three years. And Billie Eilish was one of the guests among, you know, a thousand people there were so they can get the really big, you know, names. And Billie Eilish is one of the guests that they interviewed. And after hearing her interview, I realized that there was much more to this person than just songs that I just didn't, I just, this 40 year old man could just not get. I just didn't, you know, it wasn't my thing. But then I realized that just the depth of her, of why she, is who she is and how she's been involved in, and loves music for like the last 10 years, which to me, the last 10 years means, you know, not much more. It means a lot less to me, but to her her last 10 years, she was seven. She was my daughter's age the last 10 years. Right. Right. And so her and her brother are really, really close. He does all the beats and the production and she does the singing and they write together these songs. And I learned that her and her brother for like the last two years in their house, which is a very humble place, it's literally a house you would see in any corner, have just been hard at work at creating this album and they spent all their time efforts and just for no promises other than just a creation. And then all of a sudden this album that they've been working on literally in their bedroom is now one of the biggest albums of all time. And there's something to be said about that. That hard work, you know, regardless of its of, of its beginnings, can pay off and can, you know, reap bountiful benefits if you just give it enough chance and give it enough hard work and you put your heart and your mind and your soul and everything into it. And so, you know, I started to, you know, look into a little bit more, um, you know, just as far as how was how her music created, but how did she um, – you know, get you them know, anyway. The bottom line is this: is that now I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate just that effort. So I guess it's not really answering the question, because you know I, I was answering a question of who I pre now appreciate. But at one time I would have said, you know, they're famous for the talent, but really, really shouldn't be. I guess if I had to answer that question for somebody else, let me think of somebody. Oh gosh, I mean, there's somebody. Tom Brady? No, I'm just kidding. That, that was for Matt. Matt's a big Tom Brady, New England Patriots fan. Uh, he deserves every accolade he gets, even though nobody likes him. He's a villain, you know, but he's a very successful villain. All right, let's go to the next question. What is the best way you or someone you know has gotten out of a ticket or trouble with the law? <laughs> <laughs> what is the best way you or someone you know has gotten out of a ticket or trouble with the law? Well, well, thankfully, I don't run with a lot of people who get in trouble with the law. Even though I'm, I'm obsessed with that that TV show on A&E on Friday and Saturday nights called Live PD. Uh, I, I am for some reason I just love watching that. If you don't know what that is, basically it's it's like Cops but live, where they go and they follow these police officers and they're doing as they're doing their work. You know, I mean, a lot of it's just you know random. Pullovers and stops and they search the car and sometimes they'll find drugs or weapons or whatever. But I mean, every now and again though, you get really, really interesting, you know, encounters. So what's the best way you or someone you know has got Okay, I, I got one. I didn't get out of a ticket though. Uh but it's it's an interesting story nonetheless. Um so uh this is back when we had a church and we uh had planned it was during the middle of the summer, and we were going to have a baptism at uh, my Um so the associate pastor, his sister had a pool and she offered her pool as a place that we could do our baptism. In fact, this is the lap, last baptism we did actually at the church before the church closed. Uh, and so there was a lot of people who wanted to get baptized. And so I was literally wearing my swim trunks and a t-shirt that day. Uh, and, you know, swim trunks that, you know, I just, that literally, that, that's all, swim trunks and a t-shirt. And it was the middle of summer and as I'm I'm driving down the road uh, on the way to drop off my daughter at uh, her uh, her daycare at the school. And my daughter was, she, gosh, she was still, I think she was still an infant. I mean, this was a long time ago. It was like, I think she was only, a, she couldn't have been a year and a half. I was probably, you'll like say about a year and a half. Well, yeah, I think that, that's about right. A year, about a year and a half. She's still in the reverse seat, in the back seat of the car. And as I'm driving down the same road that I drive every single day, uh, I'm going. I'm speeding. I didn't know I was speeding, but I was speeding. All of a sudden, this police officer he's 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 in the parking lot of a skate park that's on on this road. He steps out into the road, points at me, and tells me to pull over into the parking lot. I'm like, oh no. Uh, here's the thing, guys. I didn't have my, I all of a sudden immediately realized I didn't have my wallet on me. which means I didn't have my driver's license on me, which means I didn't have my insurance card on me. I'm literally driving down the road with a baby with no ID or anything. <laughs> so he pulls me over and he says, sir, do you realize you were going 45 and a 35? I'm like, uh, no, actually I didn't know that. Uh, I just, just driving my daughter to work. Uh, um, you know, I'm actually, you know, um, uh, and he goes, well, I don't remember exactly, but he said, well, yeah, basically, I need to see your driver's license, uh, and your, you know, proof insurance. And I was like, sir, honestly, I don't have it. I warm swim trunks. Because I'm actually a pastor and I have a baptism later on. And you should have saw his face. He's like, oh, you're a pastor. And I don't know. I mean, I, and I never expect that to give me any kind of, you know, benefits. I, I just, I just was telling them the truth. Like, listen, I, you know, sir, I'm sorry. I have swim trunks on. I'm a pastor. I'm going to do a baptism later on. I completely forgot, you know, to just get my mind to grab my wallet. You know, you don't really think of it when you're wearing swim trunks, you know, to put your wallet in your pocket, you know, cause usually you don't swim with your wallet. Right. I just didn't think about it. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Well, I'll hang on real quick. He came back. He's like, sir, um, do you, you know, he goes, I have to give you a ticket. Uh, you know, it, it, I'm sorry, Pastor, but, you know, I, you don't have a driver's license. He goes, honestly, I could if I really wanted to. You know, um, I'd have to tell you, I'd have to, you'd have to find somebody to come get your baby and I have to take you downtown and we have to do some processing. He goes, I'm not going to do that, uh, but I am going to have to give you a ticket and you're going to have to at least show that you have a driver's license and insurance when you go to court. Uh, how he how that how I did not have to call my wife and be like, "Hey, I need you to drive 30 minutes north get our baby take it to school because I by the way, I'm headed to jail cuz I forgot my wallet and my driver's license. Um so I didn't necessarily get out of a ticket, but I definitely got out of a worst possible scenario. Um I guess just being honest, I don't know. But literally, he showed Saul's face. As soon as I told him I was a pastor, I mean, and, and I, 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 I had to, I guess I looked convincing enough because he immediately changed his tune like he wasn't kind of that that stern, you know, f- f- police officer, you know, like they're supposed to be authoritarian and, you know, just really, you know, gets the business. And then when I told him I was a pastor and I was, you know, had a baptism later on, he was like, oh. Oh, sorry, and so anyway, I did end up paying the ticket. I was able to show that I had driver's license and insurance, or at least reduced it. Uh, I still had to pay the court cost, and you know it is what it is. So that's the rule of thumb: always make sure you bring your driver's license everywhere you go, because you just don't ever know uh, when you're going to get pulled over and go the speed limit. Next question: Among your friends or family, what are you famous for? Oh, okay. What would my friends say that I am famous for? I would say at least my family, like my mom and my dad, my brother and sister, just I'm kind of, my dad is a very stoic man, um, and my mom is, you know, my mom helps that a little bit. You know, my mom is definitely the party planner and likes to have a good time is very social, but my dad's kind of more the introvert and the, you know, if he could, he'd just be in his office all day working and that would be his perfect life. He wouldn't have to really be around anybody or anything. And so, um, you know, growing up, my dad has even said, Sean, I, you know, I need help. I, you know, when we go on vacations, even he said, kids, I need help. I need help with having to to learn, knowing how to have fun. I just, I just don't know how to have fun. And i just would be, you know, I just, I just need some help. And so, uh, that's kind of what I'm known for in my family is just being the kind of the clown, being the guy that, uh, just people, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> look to to have a good time. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of the joker, the, the the fun one, I guess, the The guy who just can take any kind of moment and, you know, make, make it humorous. Uh, you know, I, sometimes, I guess inappropriately, I try not to be like that all the time, but, I mean, sometimes you just gotta... <laughs> I don't know, you know. I'm always, people say that I'm always humming or have some sort of, you know, tune if I'm eating or doing whatever. Uh, apparently, I'm. That's just kind of my thing. Uh, as far as my friends is concerned, I'd like to say loyal. I'd like to say that I'm available. Uh, I'd like to think that uh, they see me as somebody that they can come to about anything or everything, and also that I um, am mindful of who of them and of their. Uh, well-being and at least that's a hope you know I hope that my friends you know even if they were mad at me or upset me or they think that I'm mad or upset them that they will come to me and be like hey you know this is not right this isn't us you know let's try and make this better so that's uh, that's a bit of a hope but that's what I think I'd like to think that's what my friends uh, feel about me next question we'll do a couple more of these Is cereal soup? (laughs) These are actually pretty good questions. Maybe we'll do this again sometime in the future. Not every time, I promise. But for right now, it's kind of a fun thing. Is cereal soup? I'm going to go ahead and go on the record and say yes. Cereal is soup. I think anytime you mix a solid with a majority of liquid, it is a soup. Do not send me hate mail to thisislifepod@gmail.com if you disagree. Uh, okay, fine, you can if you want. But I, I'm going to go on, on the record. I've never been asked this question before. But from today, 4th, from February 21st, 2020 on, I'm going to absolutely consider cereal is a soup. What outdoor activity haven't you tried but would like to do? That's my random question generator. What outdoor activity haven't you tried but would like to do? I would like to do. Hmm. Sorry, I'm thinking here. This is this is actually really interesting. Okay. We're going to go ahead and go into fantasy land here. Because like I said, I kind of struggle with my weight. But we'll talk about, you know, what I would like to do. There's in Zion National Park in Utah. Google it. Go to YouTube. Um in fact, I mean while I'm doing while I'm talking about it, I will, I will give you the link to go to because I you have to see these Zion National Park hiking. Okay. Um it's, here we go. It's called Angel's Landing. It's scariest it's, some people say it's the scariest hike in America. So go to YouTube, type in Angel's Landing Zion National Park, and it is the absolute craziest thing you've ever seen. You're talking about cliffs that maybe have about a four to five foot width, and all you have between you and thousands of feet down is a chain on some metal poles. And it is enough for you to walk forward or backward, but for no, you know, and if you haven't had to go around you, then the one of you is probably gonna be toast. Uh, so I would say that would be my answer. If it is I would love to go hiking on a really dangerous high peak like Angel's Landing in Zion National Park. Now is that going to happen unless I really get to work and lose a bunch of weight and uh, get fit? Probably not, but I guess that's a goal. Maybe I should make that an obtainable goal. Maybe I should make that something that I look forward and work toward to. Now, of course, the next thing would be, even if I do lose a bunch of weight and I am become active and fit, will my wife let me go up? We'll have to save that for another conversation, but that would be my question. All right, we're going to do one more. Uh, Hopefully you guys are enjoying this. Well, last one, Last question. Well, hopefully it's a good one. Something to talk about. We'll see. If, okay, really? If babies are considered, I'm only totally saying really, because I'm like, I was, it's going to be another, cereal soup? No, it happens to have a, it looks like a really deep conversation here. If babies are considered innocent, when do people cease to be innocent? <laughs> okay. If babies are considered innocent, when do people cease to be innocent? That's the question. I mean, there's philosophical and, and, and the philosophical and, and the scriptural answer, right? I mean, there's the answer that God knew us in the womb. He formed us. But we are born with inherent sin. We are born with, um, how do I say, uh, we, we are born with, just the natural desire to sin. I mean, that's just that's just the, the one of the, the one of the results of 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 the fall of Adam and Eve, right? Is that we have a natural tendency to to sin. So, uh, I don't necessarily believe that babies are born innocent. Uh, I think you're kind of getting into a sticky uh, debate there because a lot of people believe that there's an age of accountability, but I have reason to believe that. Uh, the scriptural says that babies are not necessarily born innocent, that we all are, uh, until the age of accountability, which no one really knows what that means, other than the age that you're able to make decisions for yourself and you're, you know, accountable for the decisions that you make, good or bad. Uh and maybe that's the answer they're looking for in this question. I don't I don't know. Um golly, that is a that is actually a really, really tough question. If babies are considered innocent, because they are. I mean, you look at a baby and you're not immediately thinking, oh you know, what an awful human being. You know, you're thinking, you know, this this blank slate of humanity here. And maybe that's just it. Maybe that's it's it's where they stop being innocent when mankind in general they get to an age of where they disregard maybe the answers they disregard other people's uh, feelings or beliefs or actions for their own benefit. Uh, I think that the any time that you see sin in the Bible it's always sin always has a consequence. Sin always you know sin has to have a consequence in order consequence in order to be considered sin. It has to be done either against God or against man. And maybe that's just the answer to this question is that whatever age that that baby makes a decision for self and they put others, uh, 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 you know, second or for God's second or you know, put themselves in front of others uh, for a negative consequence, for a negative means for something that's going to be basically pushing them up to push others down. That is when innocence is lost and that's kind of a way well, you could do a whole, you could do a whole episode on that. So anyways, all right, well guys, this is, this is, this is life. Hope it's been fun. Uh, we had a good time just doing some random question generator and maybe I'll do this with a future guest. Uh, if you'd like, hit me up on this is life at gmail.com. Uh, head on over to this is life if you want to, oh, sorry, yeah, this is life com. If you want to, Get the latest uh, episodes. If you want to kind of go back and you know, listen to some of our earlier ones, um, if you're new to the show, and leave me a, a reviews and comments on the podcast uh, app or you know on iTunes podcast. I would really really appreciate it, uh, guys. It's again we're almost here to almost spring. Just enjoy life, enjoy one another, enjoy your families. Go out there, make the best of you, you can. Until next time, God bless you guys. Aloha and Mahalo.